0: All right. Hello, everybody. This is the Business Bootup edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Braden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Carolyn.
1: It is great to be here today, Mr. Braden. Well, each week we come to you live from the LoveWorks campus where we will hear interviews from our youngest and more experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you an action step to help you with your leadership and business journey.
0: The Business Boot Up podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma, be a thriving business community, and is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank, whose purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping to see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams.
1: Now, before we get started with our time, with our amazing guests, we want to give you a heads up. The Biz Boot Up edition is growing, and we're getting our own platform. So you will get to hear some episodes on our own channel now on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can check out all of that on our show notes, or you can search The Biz Bootup Up Podcast. That's B-I-Z, biz. Um, and you can also check out the show notes, again, for direct links. And so we're going to be posting on the Dreamers and Doers podcast until 2021, but in 2022, Make sure you move over and subscribe to our new profile.
0: All right, that's like, that's pretty good news. I, I love hearing that. It's going to be super great. But let's get into our interviewer. And so today we're joined by dreamer and doer Travis Wackerly. Travis is an author, bluegrass fiddler, public speaker, and owner of Oklahoma's most in-demand music company, FCM Entertainment. Travis authored the book, Celebrate the Sea, turning academic challenges into real-world success, and has had several of his leadership articles published in the national magazine DJ Times. Travis takes his message to the stage, often to help elevate purpose in people's lives and to help them be significant, not just successful. He lives in Norman with his wife and two rescue dogs. So hello, Travis. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I've
2: been looking forward to this.
0: I've been (laughs) looking forward to this. Are you doing good today? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Are are you doing good today? I'm doing great today. When I walked in, uh, you know, I I recognize your voice from listening to this podcast. (laughs) But then I also recognize the enthusiasm. Like, you talked to me with enthusiasm (laughs) before the cameras, before the microphones. And so I just knew it was like— this is a real deal here. He's oh. not, he's not, <laughs> Brayden's not, you know, somebody who just kind of standoffish until he gets in front of the microphone. So I appreciate that about you. I'm, I'm doing Thank good you. today because of how you made me feel oh. when I walked in this <laughs> Thank room. Thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh.
1: I love the way that this is starting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, this is very so, so Travis, <laughs> can we end it now before I mess something no, up? No, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is just, we're
1: going uphill. From <laughs> we're <here>. going up <laughs> here. Of
0: course, of course. So we are called the Dreamers Doers Podcast. And so we would love to know,
2: do you consider yourself more of an actual dreamer or a doer? For the longest time, for probably 25 years of my life, I was a dreamer, uh, but did nothing mm. about it. Uh, not too long ago, to kind of to tell you the story of what really made me a doer is I had an idea to build a an office in my backyard using a shed. I was, like, cause, uh, I was like, that'd be so cool to put electricity on. And I just talked about it, talked about it, dreamed about it, dreamed about it. And then my wife said, go buy the shed tomorrow. And so I went and bought the shed. And then after that, it's like, that's just kind of my life motto now, like, Go Buy the Shed. Go by the, shed. Go go buy like the shed. We
1: found our podcast uh, <laughs> title there. Right, so our students will really be wondering, okay, i got to listen yeah. to this one. Uh, Travis, how, when was that? When, when did, would you say you became the doer?
2: Um, about 10 years ago, I saw a quote. It said something like, I should have been more prepared to know this quote word for word, but it said something like, your comfort zone is a prison. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was kind of stuck in day jobs I didn't like at all, and I felt like that was the only thing I could do because, you know, my grades in school weren't very good. I never went to college, so I just kind of felt stuck. And then I, I saw it said, uh, your comfort zone is a prison. And so I started a DJ company. Uh, the, the word comfort zone plays in here because I was way out of my comfort zone because I'd never DJed a sing- I'd never DJed anything at all at that point. So I started de- I was like, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, i got to start somewhere. i got to find a passion and then just, just do it. And so that was about 10 years ago when I started uh, what is now FCM Entertainment. Very cool. Wow.
1: So, let's rewind a little bit more than those 10 years ago, but okay. not too far. Okay. And so tell us what it was it like for you to grow up. Love to hear just a little bit more about who you are.
2: Yeah, well, I at the age of 8, my grandpa started teaching me how to play bluegrass fiddle. Yes, and I never appreciated it um, until after he passed away. Actually, he he kind of made me uh, practice, and I just wanted to go outside and play with friends. But what he did throughout those several years of helping me practice has actually resulted in the success I'm experiencing today. So a lot of a lot of practicing and growing up when I didn't want to practice, uh, and then. Um, you know, I always wanted to always wanted to be a country singer. I mean, that I'm actually kind of <laughs> listening to country now. I'm kind of glad that didn't work out. But I, <laughs> I'm just the, I'm, I was like, that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> podcast. That's another, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always wanted to be a country singer or, or a fiddler, mm-hmm. a fiddle player for a country singer, and that actually did work out in a few different areas. But so that was kind of life growing up for me. It's it's always been music. It's always been about music and and learning and playing and getting better and getting through the frustration years of practicing when I didn't want to you know practice
1: so I know you said you wanted to make that kind of that transition into becoming an entrepreneur Uh but you had never dj'd before so is there like a backstory to this of like deciding okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna do dj
2: kind of uh I started out with what was called oklahomaweddingviolinist.com which I think is still an active website it's I don't ever use it anymore but so I was doing a few uh, you know Ten to twenty weddings a year, just doing violin, and I started realizing that uh, couples were spending a lot of money on DJs and paying their musicians very little. Mm-hmm. And, and now, I, this is not about money for me. I, was, you know, I, I found a passion in doing it, and and the DJing was like, what if I, what if I added DJ services, not only told people I was a violinist, but I'm a DJ as well. Uh, I wonder what I could do with that. And so that's kind of how that happened Mm -hmm. was I started with Oklahoma Wedding Violinist, just doing violin, realized there's another music aspect to weddings, besides live music and so I just kind of dug into that and, and it's worked out very well so you really found your niche there so like, yeah you
0: knew you're really good at something you're just like oh, what if I added a little bit more <laughs> yeah that's, that's really really great yeah. I think
1: that's I mean that's one of the great parts of being a doer is that you kind of discover the dreams in the process of it yeah. so even if it's not on your radar it's like as long as you're going forward uh, making a path there that you're going to find a way you're going to find a dream that's worth worthwhile doing so absolutely that's super
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. and so you kind of started on this and really started to elaborate this, but could you go with us just a little bit more about that journey of becoming the owner of your very own business?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was through a lot of uh, trial and error. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't know what— it, If I was to look back at my first wedding compared to the weddings right now, I'd be ashamed. Like, I would want to <laughs> find that those clients and say, well, I think I owe you some money because <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't do a very good job. We're so much better now. But, but th- that was part of it was— I'm just getting out there and doing it. And then I started reaching out to other people who were doing it, uh, better than I was. And that's when I started learning, okay, this is how i become better. I was reaching out to people who charge so much more than me. I said, why is it that you charge this amount? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'd find out what they're doing. And, you know, some of that was out of state so that I'm not reaching out to like direct competition. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people out of state, they know I'm not going to be in their territory. (laughs) They're not going to be in mine. So they're pretty open with with their uh, knowledge. And so that was kind of my journey was just starting out not knowing what not knowing anything about what I was doing uh but just kind of doing it doing it anyway kind of like the shed kind of like to buy the shed oh. I didn't know how to sheet rock I I'd, I'd never painted anything before <laughs> I didn't know anything about drywall wall mud but I just kind of figured it out yeah. so,
0: so you kind of talked about like reaching out to different people uh, what would you say was like one of the biggest pieces of advice
2: that you learned from reaching out to those different people um well I uh I would say some of the best advice that I got was – now, I guess on the more technical side, just kind of to simplify this is I thought being a good DJ was what mattered. It's more so being a good MC, and then you can be a pretty good DJ, but if you're a better MC than a DJ – and now a lot of our couples book our business – because we're fantastic on the microphone, mm. um, so we kind of worked that out, uh, and that's one thing that I learned when reaching out to other people. Uh, and then even just today, uh, I got some got some great advice that that I can use, uh, continue to use throughout my career. And it was a great reminder today, as Braden, and I asked you earlier. I said, uh, "What's if I was asked you what what's one leadership?" quality that you have learned that that has been effective, your answer was uh don't be the main character. Or did I say that right? You're not the main character. Yeah. You're not the main character. Yeah, you're not you're <laughs> not the main character. And um and you know that's a part of my business is I can't be the main character. As a matter of fact, my guy uh Jared Valuch, who works for the company and actually owns a part of the company too, people love him. And I love that people love him. Uh, Because that to me is—that's how you grow a business is by stepping away from the spotlight Mm -hmm. and seeing that— there's other people, a part of the company that is better than I am at a lot of things and they need to shine in that area and I need to step away in that area. So uh, that's the case with so many of the people who work for my company.
1: That is so cool to hear and just like your willingness to let other people see that spotlight. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that advice of like going out and asking people, especially on the territory side because I was about (laughs) to ask like were you scared asking any of these people for advice because, you know, people can kind of come off of like what, you're trying to steal my stuff? You know, like, <laughs> there are some of those. There are some of those. but People can be very protective. It's their business. Yeah. Uh, so this was not in our script, but I wanted to ask you because, I mean, DJing, fiddling, it sounds so cool. What does a day in the life look like for you?
2: Um, when I'm not out on the field work and when I say a wedding is, or a gig, uh, I do a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am out on a wedding, uh, that looks, um, uh, you know, I have a vision to create the best wedding reception, the best party for this client. So my day starts out with having to make a ton of little decisions here and there. uh, And so I have to make sure those decisions match what my vision is, what the couple's vision is. Uh, A lot of times at a wedding, there'll be a change of events. Hey, we're going to do this instead of that. And it's like, okay, but that's not going to help get us to the— to the result we want can we do this instead of that and so, so a lot of decision making on the day of that i have to kind of keep in mind what's the end goal here and that's how I make my decisions. So that's kind of what a day looks like for me, is just a bunch of decision-making, but a lot of fun too, because we're behind the DJ booth just dancing, or if you call this dancing, it's about the only thing (laughs) I can, um, but uh, we're behind the DJ booth just having a lot of fun. Uh, I'm out in the middle of the dance floor a lot of times doing fusion, uh, which is violin out in the middle of the dance floor, or our saxophone will go out, uh, saxophonists will go out and play saxophone. I'm making, I don't even know how to play a saxophone, so I tried it once, but, But our saxophonists go out there. And so a lot of fun, but also a lot of Mm decision-making throughout the day to get to the result that we want and to the result that the couple wants.
1: What would you say is one of your favorite parts of getting to do these experiences?
2: Um, I think kind of uh, my favorite part is kind of like what you mentioned a little bit ago is uh, not not being the main character and knowing that the couple's the main character. Now, you can say the couple's the main character— and not do anything to enforce that well we enforce that they're the main character we make sure that their wedding guests the wedding guests are on fire about them they're super excited about them um i've heard you know grand introductions where you know a dj would say and I, i'm not knocking on any competitors but you know everybody's heard it to where a dj has said give it up for the bride and groom and you know ha- have only half the people clap. Uh, we want to go beyond that. We want to say, you know, we want to get people ready for that moment. We want them to feel like rock stars in that moment, and that's my favorite part is making other people feel like rock stars, both in my business with my the people who work for me, uh, for the company, I should say, and then also the couples who hire us to to bring their vision to life. So making people feel like rock stars, I think, to to simplify my answer, yeah.
3: I love that. I love
0: that. That's so great. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of getting on to, you know, the dreaming aspect. We started off with dreamers, doers, but kind of discussing, like, what is a big dream
2: that you're working on right now? I think a big dream I'm working on now is uh, a couple things. Um, One is I have this vision to take my instruments on stage and play music, but also stop and speak and uh, talk about leadership or talk about uh, one of my favorite words uh, significance uh, being significant instead of just successful and um, so I, I have a dream of you know just being on stage and getting to public do public speaking but also get to play. Uh, music, which is what I love doing. Uh, so that's probably one of my biggest dreams. And I have done that. It's not a dream that I'm hoping gets accomplished. It's been accomplished, but it's only been accomplished on a smaller level. So uh, my dream is to make that much bigger. That's cool. I love so, it.
1: So Travis, much. you're making leadership fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> making leadership fun.
2: There we go. That's a good way of, that's a good way. You should write a book. With that title, <laughs> it doesn't even matter what's in the in the book. I mean, I was just a that great title. Up. It's just a great title. Just notice. <laughs> if you don't, I am so okay.
1: <laughs> Whoever gets there first. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to ask this question on behalf of our middle school students. Okay, uh, that's the majority of our audience. If you could go back in time and talk to maybe your middle school self, your high school self, what's a piece of advice that you would want to give them?
2: I would say. I want to be careful not to uh, not to make it sound like grades aren't important. Grades are important. You want good grades for a good college, and you know it looks good on a resume and all that. Uh, However, I never made good grades, so if I could and I let that influence me negatively, Um, I thought, uh, okay, I'm I'm a C and D student, so I'm just going to be stuck in entry level positions all my life. As a matter of fact, I, I. was terrified of going into an interview and somebody saying, what kind of grades did you make in school? Because mm-hmm. I thought the wrong answer, the truthful answer would keep me unemployed. Um, so if I could go back to my middle school self, uh, I, would, I would tell myself to, you know, do, do my best during school, but what, what really counts is your attitude in the real world how you treat other people in the real world, your passion. I know you guys are big on passion. You talked about passion quite a bit uh, before we started recording. Passion's a huge one. Be passionate, treat people well, and just keep uh, make mistakes. Make mistakes and make lots of mistakes. Um, you know y- you're young enough, especially right after high school. You're young enough to make mistakes and recover from them. You know once you get a little older, it, you know you may not be able to recover from financial mistakes as as uh, well as you could if if you were younger. So so make some mistakes to get to where you want to be. Yeah, that's so great. And so
0: I know we got to like wrap up, and I'm so <laughs> sad. But for our last question, I just want to give this out. Do you, want to, do you have any tip that you want to share to any of our viewers out there who have this aspiration to start a business? Yeah. Go buy the shed. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect way to end that. Travis, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. This was such yes. a great interview. I love the dynamic we had uh, for this interview. I know that all those listeners, they're going to go out, they're going to go buy that shed, right? <laughs> go buy and the so, shed. Um, where
2: can you find more about you and your company? Uh, TravisWackerly.com. And then my company is FCM Entertainment. That stands for Full Circle Melody. So, um, so FCMEntertainment.com. All right. Well, again, thank you Thanks. so, so much for your time. And
0: viewers, we'll be back very, very soon for our next amazing guest. Hello everybody,
2: this is the Business
0: Buddha Petition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Braden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host Sammy Grace. Alright, so let's get into the interview. Our first Dreamers and Doers, and I say Doers, is Global Goods. Global Goods got started in the Loveworks Leadership Business Buddha program at Terra Verde Discovery School, located in Norman, Oklahoma. This group of students is made up of four eighth grade students, Alea, Braven, Khalid, and Miles, who as a team offer culturally diverse treats and goodies so everyone can get a taste of the world. So hello, hello, Global Goods. How are you guys doing today? Okay. Good. We good. Good. So we're, we are super, super glad to you know get you guys on the podcast, learn a bit about you and your company. So can you tell us to our viewers out there what is Global Goods?
4: Right. Okay. So uh, Global Goods is basically our business, and we sell food from around the world. We focus on uh, experiencing diverse cultures by activating your senses, and it's really just like a, a way to help people experiencing different experience different cultures from around the world.
5: I love that. That's really
4: cool.
0: Yeah, uh, so what was like the story of how this all kind of came together?
4: I had a lot of brainstorming involved. It was a lot of us just spitting out ideas. And uh, we actually didn't even start as uh, a food business at first. And uh, we decided to do that because a lot of us had uh, made different types of food and baked in the past. So it sounded like a good idea to us. And then we had the idea... Of global goods, just because a lot of us come from uh, different cultures, so I think I, I think that's how it worked. Yeah,
5: awesome. That's really awesome. That is really cool. So this is a question any of you guys can answer. Um, did any of you guys ever dream of starting a business before you had this experience?
6: Um no, uh, I kind of my mother has her own business and kind of wanted me to reel mm. into it, but I never really wanted to. But I still learned stuff from her. But I didn't want to do my own business at all in
0: that. Yeah, anybody else? Did you guys have this like thought of starting your own business like before getting involved?
4: Uh, I kind I kind of did. I didn't really have any ideas specifically. I just thought it was cool to have my own business because I'd, I'd known people like my older brother started like a lawn mowing business. So I thought of like maybe even joining mm-hmm. that as like like a co-partner or something.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, so you guys kind of bring it back to your product like you guys all agreed on a product which I, I've worked on teams before agreeing on something is huh. not easy at all So how was that like coming to consistency, coming together to agree on a product? How did that all go down because I know working as a team as fun as it is sometimes agreeing on one thing is not super easy
3: Yeah, so it took us a lot of time to actually agree on a product And it was because we had all these cultures and we were debating on which to choose and in the end We just decided to do all of them.
0: That's really good. So What would be, and any of you guys can answer this, would be like your biggest advice that you would give to somebody out there that's trying to make a decision within a team?
6: Try and be friendly with your group mates or people that you're working with, because if you're not, it won't take you very far.
0: Yeah, it's really, really
5: good. Yeah, for sure. So today we're hoping that our younger entrepreneurs can learn from all the work that all of you guys have put into this so what are some of your hardest challenges that you've been through and how did you overcome them?
3: Um, one of the harder challenges was settling down for the finance because mm-hmm. I don't think that any of us ever wanted to do finance. Yeah, <laughs> So we had yeah. to, um, we basically had to make it, each other sit down and go through different websites and find the best quality products for our business.
5: Yeah. Does anyone else have any other challenges that they really thought was hard?
4: Uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't really know. I think that was probably our uh, main challenge. Although, I mean, it's not like the only thing we struggled with. We definitely uh, felt a little stressed about uh, our uh, pitch pitch that was coming up. Mm-hmm. So we, we did have to do a lot of uh, work in a kind of small period of time. But I think it worked out.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So getting that going back to your, your you guys your guys's pitch is that you guys won your eighth grade business pitch um, at tur Verde this fall and so can you tell us about your experience of getting ready for that kind of pitch because I know um. even today di- this day I've done pitches quite a lot and it still gets me nervous and so how did that look like getting ready for that big of a pitch
6: um I was definitely one of the most nervous ones in the group <laughs> and was like pushing them to like go over their lines with me and all this stuff, and this is just a mess of when we, like, we're right before the pitch. It, we were, like, struggling, and it was awful.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, before the pitch, we were confident that, okay, we're going to do all right, but then, like, the day of the pitch, we were like, oh, no, we're just going to fail.
0: <laughs> well, I've, I haven't felt that before. Brandon, well, did you have anything to add? Oh, um, no, I was going to say something
3: about the, the part he said.
0: Yeah, kind of like <laughs> if you're like you feel good, you feel good, and then day comes like oh maybe not. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it, and so like how do you guys overcome that challenge of like that nervousness?
4: I never did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that speaks you know, a lot into it. Do you have yeah, to say? I mean honestly, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty nerve wracking, but once we once we got up there and actually started, I think I I think a lot of you guys agree with this too. It wasn't really even that it didn't seem like that big of a deal as what we like thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I mean. Like all the judges didn't look like they're like judging us or like I mean that's that's kind of funny but you know <laughs> yeah they're
0: just
5: trying to listen to what yeah. you had to say yeah you
0: know? and I love what you had to say like you didn't get over that nervousness like you no. though but I feel like that speaks so big numbers into like that business is that you might be nervous while you're doing it but you're still doing it and that's something that majority of people wouldn't do. A lot of
5: people would chicken out, especially the fact that you guys are kids. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy that a lot of adults are freaking out and won't do it, and you guys are (laughs) kids, and you're like, I got it. You got it, it. It's not even a Mm -hmm. big deal. All right, so what is one of your next big dreams for Global Goods?
3: Oh, um, we want to start doing pop-up booths like at
0: farmer's markets and events. Uh, We also want to, like, broaden our food, what we're selling. We're currently selling, I think, three items. All
5: right. Fry
0: bread, um, uh, fridge gears, and and sylvania. And yeah.
5: Awesome. So we actually do usually have our businesses (laughs) at farmers markets. That's some OG. That's like the
0: original uh, podcast. Unfortunately, they
5: are out of season, but we will (laughs) keep you updated. All
0: right. So, y'all, it's been such a great, great time learning about your business and learning about y'all. But for our last questions, and you guys can feel free to answer this in any way you want, but do you have any tip for our listeners and viewers out there who might want to start their own business?
3: Um, it's well, a big one. If you're, if you're about to present to somebody uh, and you feel nervous, you can take a deep breath or you can go over your lines one more time, just look over everything, talk with your group mates, get everybody to know that what they're saying and everybody know, knows um. What they're gonna do. That's really insurance. Yeah. Good. Sure. yeah. Uh, Any other big tips?
4: Well I think I think that it's uh, a lot of the time it's really just about starting in general. And then just like taking that first step and then uh learning how to learning all the different uh little things that you have to do and budgeting and marketing and all these different uh little things to start in your own business.
3: Yeah, definitely like starting your pitch. Yeah. It's the most difficult yeah. part, but just know that after you started your pitch, everything just kind of flows. That's
0: really good. Awesome. Anything else to add? Mm-hmm. All no, right, not really. No. All right, global goods. It has been such a great time getting to know y'all. So again, thank you so much for your time. And before we start to wrap up, uh, where can we find more about global goods?
4: Ooh. Oh, we're still. You talking about like uh, where we're gonna? If you yeah. have any
0: like social media oh, okay. or any website,
4: i'm still figuring that out.
0: You guys are still figuring out. Yeah.
5: Well, if
4: we find something,
5: we will put that down below for you guys. Okay. Okay. So,
0: guys, thank you so much. And say, those were that was a pretty awesome interview, wasn't it? Yeah. So what was something that really stuck out to you?
5: Well, I mean, I think they all had some great things to contribute to this interview, but I really I really like how they were talking about just teamwork and working yeah. as a group and the fact that you need to be nice to your teammates <laughs> and and you need to cooperate and I think that is something that is really awesome to to learn about that give and take and you have to make Decisions
0: for everything. Yeah, I kind of like I love the whole thing of like you might be nervous before it, you Mm -hmm. might be nervous doing it, but as you know, being in that business world or even just in general, being a leader, like stepping into that nervousness might be some fear, but stepping into it, embracing it and not running away from it, especially when it comes to like one of the most feared things in the world is going on stage and pitching. And so props to you guys, that's really big advice. I feel like you can take anywhere in your life if that's business or just living. And so Next week, we will be back with two new business owners that hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And also, make sure to find us on our new prof- profile, The Biz Boot Up Podcast on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. You know where it's all at. And we want to send a huge, huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, and LoveWorks Leadership, really for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs.
5: All right. And remember, real leaders don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, y'all.